podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Friday forecast for your Friday night. Uh, we're going to preview all the games. Well, we're going to give some more attention than others. And, of course, uh, Wolves have beaten Crystal Palace 2-0 at Molyneux tonight be- just before this show went out. So that's one game knocked off the list, thank God. Um, with me um, tonight is Joe Wayman from All Leeds TV and our very own Peter Smith. Uh, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to go through them. We usually go through them in the order that they're going to be played in, but we're going to jump. Uh, we might jump around a little bit and there's a couple of games that we won't cover as much. We'll get, we'll get I suppose, you know, uh, predictions off the lads and, of course, the two lads and myself have to pick three goal scorers any time um, this weekend. Um, sorry we're a bit late. Uh, the lads are reminiscing over 70s Leeds. Um, how many <laughs> Leeds fans you can get in a pub in Dublin at any given time. Um, we just lost track of ourselves, so we're really, really sorry. Um, there was one lad last week gave out awful to me because we were four minutes late and I really enjoyed it so um, I, I was waiting for him to do the same again tonight I think his name was Owen Conway I think that name is in my head for some reason I'm sure Owen will comment if he's here and let us know Um yeah, so you know how this show works. Friday forecast, all the games. Uh, get your thoughts. As we talk about the games, get your thoughts in there and um, we go through them. Of course, as I've said, Wolves and Palace are gone. So I want to start and I'm going to let Peter build himself up because when we start talking about Pep Guardiola, he goes from not to 100 very quickly. <laughs> so, Joe, I'm going to come to you first. Sheffield United. Um, yeah. You know, they came to Anfield last weekend. They they played very well, I have to be honest yeah. with you. Um, I thought Liverpool could have been a couple up um, before Sheffield United get that controversial penalty. They they done well. Liverpool showed a bit of quality here and there and got through the game, but they still sit, I think, I might be on one point for the season so far. Mm, um, that's right, mate, yeah. But I've had a lot of people this week saying to me, you know what? Judging by what happened at Anfield there um, at the weekend, even though they got, they got beaten, and... Judging by Man City away at West Ham, a lot of people feel Sheffield United can get something out of this. Um, is that something you go along with? I do, mate. If I'm being totally honest, I do. Look, I, I think the with Sheffield United, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I think um, well, I know both games. Um, Sheffield United City were very tight last season. Um, I think City without Aguero still. Uh, um, obviously, Jesus, KDB. Will he play Warney? You know, he didn't play much time uh, in midweek. I think it's the perfect time to play them. They'll be up for it. Um, they just lack goals, don't they? Um, I was just speaking to a Sheffield United fan earlier on, and he said, "If it, look, they'll either win one nil or they'll draw one all." They don't score two goals. That was his thing. So mm. the only way Sheffield United win is if is if they nick it one nil. You know, uh, maybe 
from from a penalty. I'm not sure. I do think Rian Brewster will get goals. I've seen him get goals in the championship. Um, hopefully, he'll start to to make it happen at, at Sheffield United because I want Sheffield United to stay in the division. I want that Yorkshire rivalry to be in the Premier League as well. And I don't really mind Sheffield United, uh, if I'm being totally honest. So um, I do think they could nick something. Um, I was surprised that, that City didn't beat West Ham. Um, but something's not right at City. I think maybe it's the whole Pep not signing a new deal thing. He's been there a long time now. Maybe the lads are getting sick of the training methods. I don't know. It happens at clubs, right? After you've been there such a long time, yeah. maybe, you know. My mate was even saying earlier, is there a case for, for Pep now looking at Barca? You know, with the changing of the guard there, would it be a dream move for him to go back to Spain, you know, he's done the rounds now. Maybe, maybe he goes back. I don't know, but in answer to your question, yes, Sheffield United can get a result. Hopefully, a sneaky one nil. I think. Um, P. Uh, before we get on to Pep and you blow a gasket, <laughs> um, I know you usually do as well about Pep. I just, it's not there for me. But we'll we'll get on to it in a few minutes. But Sheffield United, you know, they they've. They are, I think they do sit on, without looking at the league table, um, I think they do sit on one point from six games, but all the games have been tight. Um, you know, away at Villa, they get beaten and they, were, they missed a penalty, they have a player sent off, you know, little things like that. Those sort of things were going for them last season, you know, where they were maybe saving penalties or the other team were getting down to 10 men and whatever chances Sheffield United were getting, they were taking, you know, um, they're not a team that make a hell of a lot of chances, but they were, they were quite good in front of goal when they got chances last season. It's just gone the other way for them this season. Would you worry for them this early in the season? You know, I know it's only um, six games in, but when you get in a rut, it's hard to get out of. But did he just need, did he, could a big result here tomorrow, even a draw, if a good draw against Man City, you go, you know, we're well able to compete here off the back of Anfield last week. We should be okay. Yeah. I, I think they're too close, um, too close in games to to actually getting results to be a huge worry. Obviously, the lack of points on the board is a concern. To be honest with you, I think the change in goalkeeping. You know, I know Ramsdale's come in; he's done okay. But I think they miss Henderson, and they're yeah. one of those sides a little bit like ourselves, a little bit like Liverpool. They actually miss the crowd. You know, yeah. the, you, you know, a lot of people people forget how important uh, you know a crowd at Bramall Lane is important. It is is to the, to a club like Sheffield United just that extra bit of push and the fact that you make the point that that there or thereabouts you can't really put your put your finger on what what's missing usually it's the crowd and to be honest with you they would would have been hugely reliant on Henderson's performance and Kevin O'Sullivan is backing me up here you know he's saying the new keepers is a big step down I think to be honest with you I don't want to be cruel on Ramsdale um, but. I, I think Henderson's a huge miss, to be honest with you. Huge miss. Yeah, I, I think I think he's a he's a huge miss as well. Um, he was he was magnificent for them last season, um, Henderson. Now I was surprised at the Ramsdale eighteen million from Bournemouth. How Bournemouth were pulling out these these transfers for that amount of money over the summer was mad to me. But um, I didn't think at eighteen million he was he was as good as Henderson or even close to as good a backup, you know, if you're going to get, if Henderson obviously does go back to United um, after his loan spell. But, you know, uh, uh, the one thing I would say for, for, for Sheffield United, when you look at teams down there, you know, West Brom get a good point at Brighton didn't they? and they were a very good second half. I watched, I caught the second half. I was told they were awful first half, but they were, they were good, right? But there seems to be a bit of, mm. I don't know about the plan that's there, 
you know, um, Fulham just, it's give it to Adam Ola Luckman. And if it doesn't happen, mm. you know, throw it in the box for Mitrovic. And if that doesn't happen, what are we going to do? With, 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 with Wilder there, they have got a solid base. They have a plan. I, I think he might have to go away with what, from what he's, has been successful last season because it might be a bit too predictable for them but I think they have enough about them to get away from three teams at the bottom of this league you know that that's just the way I see it mm. um, it's it's an interesting one Sheffield United you know, they need something over the next couple of weeks because before you know it it's 10 games it's 12 games it's 15 games and if you're sitting on 7, 8, 9, 10 points after 15 games. Project that to the end of the season. You're not breaking 30. You know what I mean? It is quite yeah. worrying unless you go on a really good run. But we'll have to wait and see. Pete, I'll stay with you. Man City. Now, people are making a lot of Man City start of the season. But I think if they win that game in hand, they go point behind Liverpool. You know, you'd have 12 points through six games. Liverpool has 13 through six games. Liverpool seem to be taking... I'll tell you what I, I, I see, Pete. I see people saying, look at Liverpool, they're vulnerable to this, to this, and this, and this, and this. And then when I see City, and I don't know if this is a rose-tinted glasses thing or a red-tinted glasses thing, what I see is, City were unfortunate there, they just need to do this, and they just... You're looking for excuses as to why City can get better while you're looking for excuses to why Liverpool can get worse. You know that kind of way? Is he being given... Is he being given too much slack here? Yeah, I think some fellas' reputations, you know, me, I mean, if that was anybody else, for example, if it was Roberto Mancini doing the same job, there'd be people calling for his head. I think there's a certain amount of romance attached to Pep. And I, I know I hammer him. The problem I have with Pep is, you know, as I've said before, he's not the inventor of football. Arsene Wenger was doing what he did 20 years ago for me. And he has a number of blind spots, including with defenders. I mean, I've never seen anybody spend the amount of money on you know on chopping and changing defenders let's not even talk about his goalkeepers at the moment though i think they're you know they don't have a, a recognized striker that's fit that they can keep fit so you kind of have to cut them a little bit of slack and i think in general across the squad they've an awful lot of fellas going the other way when i say that they've an awful lot of fellas looking at the door they've an awful lot of fellas coming towards the end i mean i don't think pep guardiola is a, is a very good man manager at all um, I've seen a comment the other week that was attributed to him about Sergio Aguero having to prove himself. And this is arguably the, the best centre-forward on paper the Premier League has ever seen. He's probably Man um, City's best player of all time. Uh, arguably, yeah. Arguably. I, would, and, I don't know, know who goes So for me, for. I think some people are beyond that. Me neither. I think that they're, they're still you know, still missing that link as well. David Silva's a big miss. Probably not as much as a player as he would as a would be as a presence. I thought Vincent Company as well was allowed to leave far too early. I, I think Manchester City looks to me to be like a conveyor belt at the moment. And you look at fellas like Gungadan hasn't quite happened. Uh, you know the the the, the 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 Eric Garcia, for example, who would be a player that would have been in, embedded in any other side. I think he was five minutes away from signing for Barcelona. There's an awful lot of players going the other way. Kyle Walker is a disaster. I know he, he you know, he has the odd game where he looks like a world beater, but he's one of the worst behaved players I've ever seen. You know, he's a ter- he, anything he he has to do, he does goes the other way. You know, off the pitch and on. For me, there's an awful lot of things that nice people dig just, there, nice dig. It's true, but it's an awful lot of things that people just airbrush over with Manchester City. If it was Liverpool, you'd be you wouldn't hear the end of it. Or if it was even Manchester United, you wouldn't hear the end of it. I think 
Pep himself, I mean, you have to let's look at the human factor as well. His mother died less than six months ago. Uh, somebody mentioned, I think it was you, Joe, or even was it y- yourself, that he probably has one eye on Barcelona. Pep Guardiola is not a man who wants a challenge. He doesn't want to be tested. Right now, Barcelona are not even on their knees. They're on their bellies. You know, they're in yeah. debt. So he can't really lose anything by coming home. He obviously wants to come home, but he can't lose anything. He comes back to Barcelona, and if he doesn't turn them into world beaters again, nobody's going to look at him. So I think that will sue him. Pep, I think Pep's a bit of a coward, to be quite honest with you. So it won't, it won't matter. He has the excuse of saying, oh, well, the club's on its knees. There's nothing I could do. So for me, the fact that he hasn't signed a contract seven, with seven months of his existing deal to go says it all. And I think the players, you only have to look at the players. The players, if the, if a player, especially a top player, knows that the, the gaffer's not going to be there next year, they're not going to bother their arse. They're, they're not going to want to get hurt. They're thinking about where they want to go next. I think... I'd be very surprised if Pep is there this time next year. In fact, I'd go so far as to say, no, he looks to me dead, dead man walking and six or seven of them players as well. Yeah, a lot of people have said that, that they feel, I think his contract's out next summer and he hasn't signed a new deal yet. And I, I think he's nailed on for Paris Saint-Germain, I'm being honest with you. Right. Um, you know, if Paris Saint-Germain look for a manager and Pep Guardiola gives them the little glint in his eye, that, that throwing Tommy Tuchel out on his ear, you know, quicker yeah. than you, you know, uh, as quick as you can say, I don't know, Pep Guardiola. Um, but, Joe, before we get, before we get um, predictions on this one, a lot of people in the chat are saying, you know, it's too early in the season, we're only six games in, five for City, of course. Sorry, somebody corrected me, they'd be two points behind Liverpool if they win their game in hand. Um, I, I was remembering the table from last week, I think. But, you know, people are saying it's, it's too early in the season, but then some people are saying, yeah, Liverpool have 13 from 18 after playing Chelsea, after playing Arsenal. You know, um, they've, they've played, they've played some decent sides, you know, the kind of way where City have had a decent run of it at the start of the season. Um, what do you make of City? Because I know you like an opinion on a manager. Um, <laughs> I have, I'm of the opinion he's boning his own head out and boning the head out, the head out of all these players as well. And I think once they go to the Champions League, I think the talk of Pep Guardiola will just go from not to 100 mm-hmm. um, as soon as that happens. If that happens, he could go and win it. You don't, you never know. But what's your feeling on this, Joe? Is, is it one of those where it's this season or he's out? Yeah, again, I, I just, the, it's the contract thing. There's a reason why he's not committed, you know? I mean, like you said, seven months. It's nothing, is it? If that was a player at your football club, you'd be, you'd be bricking it, you know? That's a big player at your football club. You're thinking he's gone, man. Seven mm-hmm. months. What's going on? You know. Um, so I think City fans that think he's going to stay beyond, maybe have got rose-tinted glasses on because if look, Bielsa signs a rolling contract, so I don't know if maybe I. But it's different, man. You know. Um, I was speaking to a City fan before Boovy on the on the ninety minute and he said, yeah. look. The hierarchy at City would give him a six-year contract right here, right now. They love him there, you know. They would have him there forever, as it were. So it's obviously not a breakdown in communication between them. It's Pep, you know. It's Pep that's making these decisions. And and like was said, you know, if there's players there that have been there a while under his tutelage, and if they're thinking he's out on, he's maybe on his way then is there really the appetite to put it in there as well from the player's standpoint, you know? I I actually thought that, that City would come back with a vengeance, you know, this season. I did, I said it. I've now seen how the land lies. I know it's still early, 
but I can't see past yourselves really if I'm being totally honest for the title. I don't I don't know. It's just something's just not right at City for me. I if, don't if think it's I, I think it's gone a bit stale. Now mm, you, could, mm. you could come back to regret that comment I could, and I won't regret it. I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um you know, people will no doubt clip this and tell me in eight months, seven months time and yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I don't, I don't care. Um but to me it's a bit stale. You know, um, you know, you seen last season that goalkeeper even starting to make mistakes. I, I agree. I think Kyle was Walker's a disaster. They're trying all sorts at left back. The centre half right. situation is just mad to watch. Mad to fucking watch. Like midfield, Fernandinho's picking up more and more injuries. You know, uh, Kev De Bruyne has been in and out. Um, you course you've lost David Silva, Bernardo Silva. If I'm him, I'm saying I want fucking out of here because mm. they tried to fucking send me on my way for Messi. You know the kind of way, and that's the truth. They tried to send him mm. and Garcia on the way for Messi and Jesus maybe as well. And then up front, you know Jesus is out. I think Jesus is still out. Um, you've got Aguero out again. Sterling is is a brilliant player. You know that they have got Mares, uh, Fernand Torres has started very well, but to me it's just like the. They needed to give it a bit more of a belt this this summer, and mm. and shake a few, you know, rattle a few people, and and they haven't seemed to. So, but we'd have to wait and see. It could we could be completely wrong come the end of the season. But right now, I look at it and go, they're they're, they're saying Liverpool are vulnerable, and they're saying that because we're having centre halves dropping like flies. You know, we get on to us later, and we'd probably have to pay a very young centre half tomorrow. See, you're way more vulnerable than us mm. because they've been there, they've done it, and if this if they're vulnerable in this state as they are now. It's it's a recipe for disaster for me because that's when top class players start going. Not really into this anymore, you know. Mm. Not really into it. I can go somewhere else, have a good time. The weather's better. I get well, mightn't get as much money, but I get a fair whack of money. Be grand. I run down my contract. I mm. mean, signing on field helped me anyway. So, but there's loads to be done there. I mean, have to wait and see. But on this one, lads, um, P prediction for this one. We're gonna go one all. To be honest, I think City just got forced and the usual defensive vulnerabilities will kick in. And uh, from somewhere, maybe Ollie McBourney, who I, I thought was Sheffield United's best player last year. Great. They get in, they'll get a scruffy, yeah, they'll get a scruffy equaliser. To be honest with you, I can't see Bruce scoring many goals for Sheffield United. If he had a sign for Brighton, it would have been a different story. I think mm-hmm. it, there was goals galore for him. I think he's made a bit of a ricket there, to be honest. And I hope I'm wrong for the lad. But <coughs> I think but McBourney on the score sheet or definitely having a big hand in it or, or Billy Sharp maybe but if he gets a, if he gets a run but I see a one off okay um, 3-1 says Dan J uh, to C uh, Carl Blake has 2-0 to C um, there's, there was a couple coming in earlier I think Chris Brack had 3-1 to C if you've any more try them in there while mm. we're getting Joe's prediction mm. Joe um, we were on last week and you were throwing out wins all over the place. Poor Anthony was throwing out draws all over the place. I think he done quite well, actually, when you look at the results last week. But um, what are you going for for this one? Um, yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to copy, but I think yeah, it's going to be. I'll go one all. Yeah, I'd like to see Sheffield United win it, but maybe no. Fuck it, we'll go Sheffield United one nil. Well, okay, Sheffield United one nil. Anthony McConville has 2-1. Uh, Morbid Angel has 1-1. <laughs> Richard Lefebvre has 2-1 to City. I'm going to go with 3-1 to City. Um, mm. I think, I think, I think, my, I think Sheffield United might end up being better away from home this season. Now, that's not fucking saying much. They've won point all season. But, I think the no crowd at Bramall Lane is killing them. Yeah, absolutely yeah, hammering them. They were. I backs. think Chris Wilder came out and said it, didn't he? And said we are the one team that's hurt more than anyone else without having 
Uh, fans yeah. in the ground. You Demo know, because because I think Liverpool, Liverpool are suffering as well. Well, I think, I think, I think, I, I think um, it's easy to say Liverpool are because you know Anfield was fucking great last season. You know, um, you know because there was just literally from August there was a, you were flying because you were European champions, and then you could see what the team are doing, and you're 29 games in, and you've won fucking 27 of them or whatever it was. It was ridiculous, um, and the place was bouncing every week. The level Sheffield United were at, they need, it's, it's fine margins and the fine margins for them to, like, I genuinely believe they could have made European football if that season hadn't stopped. I think that mm. knocked them flat on their face and it's just one of those. And I think, I think tomorrow, I, I think they'll have a right go. I think they will score because when you look at the big thing for me was, uh, McBorney played for Sheffield United against us last week and he was so fucking good in the air. He was so good mm. in the air. He was winning fucking everything. And I think if you, if you throw a few, a few of them balls in there against the likes of whether it's Stones or, or this Luis fella or, um, what's his name? Is it is Luis, isn't it? Diaz, Ruben Diaz. Diaz sorry. Yes. Diaz, Ruben yeah. Diaz. Um, yeah, I, th- I think if you're throwing them in there, I think, I think he's a, he's a good bet to get, get on top of them. Dylan Cohen has two, two. Barry Devney has, uh, three, one to see. Um, but I, I think City will have too much of them. I think, yeah, I just, okay, I just yeah. think City's seen enough of them last season to be able to go in and that bit of quality just, um, just gets them over the line. I'm going to go three one to City. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ponder long on Chelsea because Joe's had a lovely day and he plans on a lovely <laughs> weekend. And if I upset him now, um, he'll probably tell me to piss off next Friday when I ask him to come on. So, um, just quickly, Burnley at home. Um, I think it's Burnley at home to Chelsea. Uh, of course, Burnley were beaten by. Spores um, uh, at the weekend one and 1-0 yeah and in what was a, f- a poor game for me but Spores got there in the end Bournemouth look a bit uh, predictable for me as well so uh, Joe uh, give me a prediction on Bournemouth v uh, Chelsea I know you're going to go 2-1 Bournemouth but go on I'm going to go 1-0 Burnley man 1-0 <laughs> I'm worried though Gav. I'm worried that Chelsea might have turned the corner I'm a little bit worried and I'm not here for it, but I think he'll have these little blips, you know, he'll have these mm. really high points, he'll win a few and then he'll he'll lose some. So he's won the last three, I think. I mean, obviously Mendy coming in, keeping clean sheets, it's done them wonders, but Burnley 1-0 tomorrow. Let's have that. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. When I look at Chelsea, I think like the game against United was, Poxy. Yeah, it was terrible, weren't it? It was awful. Um, mm. Like, they won on Krasnodar, fair enough. You, you go away and you win. But, they, they, you know, they, they, they drew with they drew United nil all. They drew with Sevilla nil all. They drew with yeah. Southampton 3-3. They beat Palace 4-0. Like, you're saying there, right? Since they beat Barnsley in the Carabao Cup on the 23rd of September, they've played West Brom, Wolves, sorry, West Brom, Spurs, Southampton, Sevilla, United. And they failed to beat any of them. They've beaten Crystal Palace and Krasnodar <laughs> since then. You know, so it it just looks to me a bit of a mishmash and he's just throwing them on the pitch mm-hmm. and home for the best. But we'd see. Uh, and Duffy says he feels Burnley will go down this season. Flash Gordon has 3-1 to Chelsea. Ferner gets two and Havertz gets one. And Chris Wood, Flash Gordon's on fire. If he's putting in goal scores for all the games, happy <laughs> days. Um, Pete, what are you going for with this one? Completely disagree with everyone. I mean... I can't believe people are saying Chelsea are going to turn Burnley. Burnley, first of all, Burnley are a well-oiled machine, and they were very, very unlucky against Tottenham. This is this is a Tottenham hotspot that Jose Mourinho has gotten a year with to get his hands on, and he's 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 shown the signs of being ruthless. I mean, the the game that Spurs threw away against West Ham, 
um, Harry Winks and Serge Aurier, I mean, just did stupid things. And Mourinho didn't just drop them. He bombed them completely out of the squad. So the Spurs side you seen against Burnley last week was a, you know, this was a, a, a bunch of lads that are on their toes. Burnley were very unlucky in that game. They had their chances. I think they had the ball in the net a couple of times. Chelsea, on the other hand, I've never seen a team to spend a gust of 300 million and play so defensively. This is going to be two teams that set up very similarly. Although Chelsea, Lampard, who I think is very, very naive for someone that has so much playing experience at the at the highest level, um, will probably have a go at Burnley. You know, I'm not saying he, he's, he's completely shit, but he'll have a go at them and that will suit Burnley down to the ground. Lampard will feel that Chelsea... That he, this Chelsea owes their fans a performance and I think he'll go for it and it might be his undoing. I fancy Burnley to get something here. Um, nice. I've never seen so much money spent to go nowhere and do nothing. And as long as Thiago Silva is at the backbone of that defence, Chelsea will leak goals and will be under pressure. I cannot believe that they're, they've hedged that bet defensively on a fella that probably could have came in nine or ten years ago and set the Premier League on fire. But for me... Every manager will be targeting him and saying, "Look, he's the weakness. He'll be trying this. He'll be trying that. He, you know, he won't have recovery pace." There's been a couple of games this season where that guy has been ruefully exposed, but he'll play every game because the money he's on. Oh, I yeah. fancy Burnley to get something. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say too well. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur Pedic, our first system that detects snoring then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. And now, during the Tempur-Pedic Summer of Sleep, all Tempur-Pedic mattresses are on sale, with savings up to $500 on adjustable sets. Get your best sleep. All night, every night. Learn more at TempurPedic.com. Do you know what? That's the score I was going to go with, 2-2. I think Chelsea... Um, I think Chelsea... You know, when I looked at Chelsea last week against United, I thought Werner Havertz and he's, I don't know who the third fellow was up front, but I was like, wow, that's a good, really, really good forward line. The problem is with Werner, he seems to be, he's out on the left, is he up here? Is he, they don't know where to put him. And, you know, it's like Shane Long yeah, when he came into the Premier League course. He runs around <laughs> and it's great against some sides. When he, I think he's the best player. I think he's the best player. I think he's the one that's looked, eat. he's looked class mm. above anybody he's else lively. in the Chelsea team this season. He's lively. But, but I think they need to give him a more defined role. Um, I was going to go with two two as well. So, so that's um, that's fair enough. No, no, no the, Eng- the English young player. Who's the English young player that plays in the middle of the park for them? Mount. He's their best player. Yeah, yeah I mean he's head and shoulders above everyone. I mean they've spent yeah. a million and they haven't brought in a better player than him. Yeah, um, well we'll have to wait and see. But I think Werner is. I think Werner is a class above anything Chelsea have bought this this uh, this summer. I'm being honest with you. Um, quick ones, quick predictions, Pete. I'm going to stay with you. Aston Villa versus Southampton. We're going to go Southampton. Southampton are on a, on a crest of a web. The, last week, losing the Leeds, what a horde villa. So, you know, there's going to be a few, probably few, few lads looking at each other going, you know, I know they've had a good start, but it's a bit like Everton start, to be honest with you. You know, the, the Liverpool game was a bit of a freak, so everybody thinks Villa are going to set the world on fire. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Southampton 2-1. Okay. Joe, um, you seen Villa... Uh, last week against Leeds when Leeds uh, beat them 3-0 what are you going for this weekend? Um, I do think Villa will come I mean the old the old performance because they were absolutely shocking but that was much down to, to the way Leeds United played if I'm being mm-hmm. totally honest but um, yeah I mean I'll, I'll go 2-2 two, 2-2 two, two, two. 
Okay. Um, oh, you man! Oh, you just put it up on the screen there, Flash Gordon. Yeah, I'll go with Flash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought you were going to go on and continue on there, but go on. Um, <laughs> Newcastle, New, Newcastle against. Oh, oh, I have to give a prediction for that. Uh, Aston Villa versus Southampton. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go one-one. Um, I'm going to go 1-1 uh, Kevin Sullivan has gone with detail here he's gone with 3-1 Saints Ings Brace and a Warprose free kick there you go um, let me see Antoine Ocango says I'm a Manchester United fan good man yourself very welcome welcome, um, welcome. we get on to, we get on to uh, Manchester United in a couple of minutes um, but oh, I want to talk about something uh, slightly away from the, the, the weekend's football although it does, this man is involved in it but Give me your prediction on Newcastle and Everton, and I want to talk to you about something, right? So, uh, Joe, Newcastle v Everton, prediction. You just want to score. Yeah. Um, um, I think they've got to get back to it, haven't they? I know they're away. I, I fancy Everton. Um, to two nil. Okay, P. As much as it hurts me, and you know, Everton have had very kind fixtures. Newcastle can be a bit toothless and you know fans I know fans at St James's Park they they tend to be worse there I fancy Everton to nick it 1-0 to be honest with you I okay. do fancy Everton 1-0 I, I think this is a, I think this is um I think this is a, a really tough one to call because you're right Newcastle can be very flaky you know, they can be a bit bipolar when you see them. Mm. Some teachers see them and go, geez, they're really good and they're well set up. And you have got a couple of players that can hurt you now. And uh, what's his name? Say Maxim. And, and then you have. Maxim um, is as quick as that. And the other lad he signed off, Bournemouth. Who ever oh, should have signed it about a year right. ago. Yeah. No, no, the, the striker. What's his name? Callum oh, Wilson. Oh, yeah, Callum um, Wilson. Yeah, uh, who Everton should have signed about a year ago. Uh, but, and then you look at Everton and. I thought Liverpool were way better than them in the derby. I think Southampton should have had five or six last weekend. You kind of go, it's when they start losing players and the people mm. that come in for them, they're not as good. And I, I know Rodriguez is out because one of his balls is hurting them. So that's not helping them. Um, Shane Coleman, uh, Seamus Coleman, I think, is out as well. And there's mm. one other that they were... Well, well, is Richarlison still suspended as well? Um, Richardson yeah, yeah. would still be banned, and there was one yeah. other player that I think that was that was uh, out with injury. I'm going to go for two one Newcastle here. I think um, I love it. Yeah, I, I think I'm it. just going to oh. go. I'm just going to go Newcastle to edge. I'm just going to go Newcastle to edge. A lot of people are, are throwing. Um, there's loads of different scores coming in. Like Olivier has three one Newcastle, but uh, Scott Ferguson has Newcastle nil Everton one. Um, Richardson still suspended. He confirms mm. there. But I want to Lucas talk to you. Dinya as well. Lucas Dinya with the Sorry, red card. Well, Dinya. So that'll be Dinya, Coleman, Richardson, and Rodriguez out for them. I did read. Mm. I thought there was another name in there as well that was injured rather than suspended. But um, let me see. Uh, uh, Dan Jay, I can't see everything in this. James, uh, Coleman, Dinya, and Richardson now. Who's James? Oh, Hamas, Hamas, Coleman, uh, Dinya, <laughs> and oh, so I was like, James, who the fuck's he? Who the fuck's um, he? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I tried to, to sign that fella up in Chelsea. But, You're right, though, Gav. Yeah, like obviously last weekend was the first time really they had any. Andre Gomez. Andre Gomez is also out. Any of their key players out of the side and they got beat. You know what I mean? So now four more out. You, you might be right, man. Mm. So if you're looking at it now, you're looking at um, Hamas Rodriguez, Andre Gomez, Seamus Coleman, Luca Dinia, and um, there was I keep forgetting the names now. Just that many of them out. But mm. I want to talk to you quickly about something, and it's it's Carlo Ancelotti. 
right? And I didn't go near this last week because I thought I want to see how this develops. And then when I seen when I seen um, James Rodriguez being ruled out with his game tomorrow, he could turn up and play. No, Carlo Ancelotti yeah. now with the way he's going on. But Pete, lot of respect for Carlo Ancelotti. He's one of the best you've ever seen as a manager. Brilliant player as well. But mm. has he let himself down on what he's done over the last no, 10, not 12 all. days? No, I think he's just shown who he is. I mean, you're talking about this is a fella that grew up in Serie A at a time when Serie A was as dirty and as dirty as it comes. You're talking about the he he played in that Catenaccio team, AC Milan. Keith Plunkett would tell you more than I would about that team because he absolutely idolizes them. This is this is a dark age. Yeah, but this this is a dark ages manager. And when I say dark ages, every trick, every dirty tap. The physicality is very deliberate. Don't think that these players are getting sent off left, left right, and centre because uh, you know because they're getting into the heads. Carlo was telling them to get stuck in. What's what's causing them is the fact that they're not cute enough. Angelotti himself, as a player, was a defensive midfielder and he was a cute cunt. He probably should have been booked and sent off every two or three weeks, but wasn't because he just knows the tricks. You know, the likes of Richarlison losing the head, jumping in. I mean, that's just stupid. You get sent off. Pickford as well would have been wound up. But that comes from somewhere. This is not coincidental. Car- Carlo Ancelotti's not letting himself down. This is Carlo Ancelotti being shown the world who he is. Because the Premiership, as you know, is the biggest spotlight in the world. And yeah. you, you find out quickly who people are. He looks like a cool, calm, reserved guy. But this fella has all of these cunts up to every trick. I mean, Hamas Rodriguez is the biggest cheat I've seen come into the Premier League in a long, long time. Yeah. Anyone goes near him, he's jumping, screaming. I, and I see it here every week when I'm, I'm training and playing myself. It's in them. It's their culture. Now, I know he's from Colombia, but it's their culture. Try whatever you can to gain any advantage. It's no coincidence that Angelotti gambles on Rodriguez when very few other managers were uh, will. I mean, Zinedine Zidane didn't want anything to do with him at Real Madrid because he branded him a troublemaker and other managers seem to, you know, not, not fancy him. But I think it suits Carlo to have a nice ball player because the rest of the side will be solid. Added will Allen will make them solid. I think Keane is a good centre half, to be honest with you. He lacks pace, but he's a very good centre half. Mina will do. We can he can nick a goal and you know at the other end of the pitch as well. But Rodriguez sums up for me what he wants Everton to be. You know, when they have when they have the ball, do the right thing with it. But when they're under pressure Go and win as a free kick. Go and go and cheat your way to it. So this is Angelotti. This is his game plan. This is what mm. he does. No, the, the only reason I'm asking that is because you know, and and people are saying they know he's taking the heat off his players, and that's what you do. And it's the dark arts, and he's taking the attention. And, and listen, you're quite entitled to do that. But you, when you when you look, and Joe, I don't know if you agree with this, but when I looked at it, I thought, you know. Don't get me wrong, he's he's going to try to deflect away from the whole Pickford incident and he can't really defend the Richarlison thing. So if he starts going on about uh, an injury to James Rodriguez following a clash with Virgil van Dijk early in the Merseyside derby, and that's okay. Um, that probably happened. Um, but then it goes on and then Dinya gets sent off and he starts saying, oh, well, you know, the, the referee is probably sensitive to the fact of what happened last week and stuff like that. And I'm kind of going, come on now. Do you know what I mean? Right. And And listen, I'm not against it. I'm not against what he's doing. If like I've seen Kenny Dalglish make players wear fucking jerseys of Luis Suarez after he's trying to eat somebody, so you know I can't stand here on a fucking moral high ground and go, well, it's all wrong. So mm. you know, but what I will say is like what he's doing there for me, no issue with it. 
what I'm saying is, if that was another manager, like a Jose Mourinho, or maybe even a Wenger, you know, because Wenger was always accused of only seeing certain things and, and he hopped on him for it. Is he getting away with it? Is, it? is he just getting away with it because he's Carlo Ancelotti and he's not Jose Mourinho? And he's not at as high a profile club as, you know, a Klopp or, or a Mourinho or, or anybody, or, you know, anybody in that top six, I suppose. Yeah, quite, quite possibly. I mean, I can't really follow uh, what, what, what was said, <laughs> um, but it was a sending off, weren't it? And coming out and trying to, trying to, trying to say that the they were walked by what had happened previous week. It's a load of tosh, isn't it? At the end of the day, um, it is a load of tosh. But listen, they they have their they have their favourites and and those that they dislike as well, man. It's all run by the media. Let's be let's be totally honest. You know, I hate to bring it back to him as well. I should have I should have mentioned it earlier. Did you see old um, um, Lampard saying that he was getting a bad rep because he was English? Unbelievable! No, Cheeky. but if I, if I, if I, if I could not believe it, See, I knew he'd get the Lampard. He was fucking no, because I, no, because it just came to me then. Because I'm thinking it's the media, and you went down that thing of like, yeah, they don't like they don't like Mourinho anymore. He's not the special one anymore. It's all you know what I mean. And then and then it just came. Oh fuck! I forgot what Lampard had said about you know I'm getting a bad because I'm English. He's the most entitled man. He's got the most backing of the media than anyone I know, man, this rookie guy coming in, you know. Anyway, sorry to bring it back to that knob, but <laughs> I couldn't help it. You're right, you're right, Joe. You're yeah. right. Come here, I'll cheer you up, Joe. I'll cheer you up. LFC Aaron says Leeds are like a breath of fresh air this season. And yeah. we are going to go on to Leeds. Yeah. I'm going to leave right. Leeds second last and, of course, Liverpool to last. Night. Michael Ramsey says, British people have no moral authority to call anyone a cheat. VAR is showing you all up in Britain how poor you all are at football from top to bottom. Michael Ramsey's mental. He's mad. I love him. He's probably my favourite person on this chat. I swear to God. Um, I, I always talk about Michael then after the shows and just say, yeah, I just, I just love him. I just love him. Every bit of him. And, um, yeah, listen, uh, v- VAR is, don't get me started, Michael. Um, I could go on all night about VAR because it's an absolute farce, to be perfectly honest with you. But um, I- I'm going to skip ahead because I know I have to do Leeds and I know I have to do Liverpool um, and I want to throw United in there as well. Um, Spurs are at home to Brighton. Um, you know, Spurs are on a decent run. You know, of course, Harry Kane and uh, Son are being, the questions are now, are these the best two partnerships you've ever seen in the Premier League? Well, um, during, during the week, um, Brighton have, Brighton have been okay. I think they flattered to deceive a little bit. They should have put West Brom away, um, in their last game and then, and then should have probably lost it by the end. But, um, Joe, for you, Spurs, I think they've a real chance this season, Joe. I think for, now I know they got beaten by Royal Antwerp during the week, and no one fucking cares. You know what I mean? But I think they've a real chance, Joe. I think if he gets, if if he manages to get them into his way of thinking, I think they've a real chance. Yeah, and what for the for the league? Oh, I think yeah, I do. Yeah, I think really? I, yeah because you think so, they would push you the furthest. Uh, well, uh, listen, I don't know who's going to push you the furthest because, as we've said on many occasions, this league is so strange this season. There's so mm. many caveats to it. Nobody in grounds. Games every three days, you know. Mm. Now, the Thursday Sunday thing might kill them. But, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm saying to myself, um, just with all these factors, I think someone could come out of the, out of the pack um, of United, Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal, wherever that might be, mm. and, and upset us or City. Or, or give us a good run 
um, towards the end of the season. And I think if they get, if he gets them in the right frame of mind, trust me, if they turn January mm. and are anywhere near it, he'll take that Europa League and he'll throw it in the bin. You know what I mean? Mm. He'll throw it in the bin because listen, he can he can float around as Man United manager telling you he's won three trophies with an FA Cup mm. and a, a UEFA Cup and, and a charity shield. But if he's a chance at the league, he's going to take that Europa League and tr- get rid of it. Mm. I just, I don't know, they just seem to be coming around, around to his way of thinking. Yeah, well, mm. listen, I don't mind Mourinho, me. I really like him, uh, if I'm being totally honest. Um, it's just, he's just an awesome character for me. And that's hard for me to say, being at Man United, but how it ended there, it's all right. You know, it went tits up in the end, didn't it? You know, he fell out with them and all that sort of stuff. So that suits me down to the ground. But um, I'd like them too. 100%, you know, I, I don't I don't see Man United or Chelsea being anywhere close, if I'm being totally honest. I did think City, but again, this stuff going on there. Arteta, Arsenal, as his bubble burst, started to burst a little bit, you know, he's, I, I, I'm not so sure. So, if anyone can, Mourinho can, um, I, I don't see them winning the league, though. I can't see past yourselves, but, like, I mean, look, Kane... Who'd have thought that he would be laying on the assists that he is? Do you know what I mean? I didn't think he ever had that in his game. Do you know what I mean? He was always just like banging it in the back of the net. But he's he's really added to, something to his game for me. Mm. And uh, him and Son look lethal at the minute. They look absolutely mm. lethal. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's great to see. It's great to see, to be honest. I'll tell, I tell you one thing. I mean, even looking at this game tomorrow, Brighton, this game is made for Jose Mourinho. Mm. You can allow, if you're a, a manager with the mindset of Jose Mourinho, you can allow Brighton to have a lot of the ball and st- just stretch the fuck out of them on the counter. And that's what they look to do. Jose, when when Spurs brought in Lucas Mora, I remember thinking, if he gets a manager that knows how to use him, the way Jose Mourinho used Willian when Willian was at his peak, you've got a very, very dangerous player. Son, the same. I think Jose, I, I read, and I thought it would have went this way with Deli Ali, but it hasn't because Deli Ali has a shitty attitude. Mm-hmm. And even I look at what Jose Mourinho has done to Harry Kane. He's opened his game up a little bit like he did with Didier Drogba. Harry Kane is not just dangerous in front of the goal for himself. He's now dangerous for the team. I think Spurs win tomorrow and they win big. Um, and it's going to be one of those games where you're going to say, geez, Brighton had plenty of the ball. But every time they missed a chance or every time they were a little bit toothless, 30 or 40 yards, Spores punished them on the counter. Spores are very dangerous on the counter. And they're getting it right defensively. I think that the signing of Hoiberg uh, is huge for them. You know, Spores, one of those sides that were always likely to be punished because of naivety. I mean, when Sissoko came in for us, he, he looked like losing the ball left right. And Hoiberg makes them, you know, solid. I'm lo- looking at him. He, he looks a real player. Um, and I think bringing Matt Doherty in as well. Um, Serge Aurier is very, very good going forward. But, you know, he gets caught in behind. He's very naive, does stupid things, gives away silly free kick. I think that's Doherty's jersey now. Davis, for me, I, I've never been convinced about. But they have a world-class goalkeeper. And it looks to me like they're getting a set centre-half situation almost uh, sorted. So, yeah, I agree with you, Gav. Spurs are very, very dangerous. They'll be a little bit short, but they'll be miles ahead of the likes of Manchester United and Chelsea, to be quite honest. But yeah, I just... If, you know, if they get if they get it right in the Jose way, they're going to be very. I'm not looking forward to going there. As I'm probably, I'm probably, I'm probably not giving Mourinho enough credit here because I'm saying if they just stick to what he says, you'd be fine. I think he's, um, I think he's adapting a little bit because I think last he's season, evolving, yeah. 
Yeah, I think he's evolving a little bit because it's always thrown at him that, you know, the, fo- the days of his football have passed and, you know, he, he's, he's a dinosaur with regards to football. He's, he's a very, very clever man, you know. Mm. Um, and when I look at Spurs, they, listen, people have said to me, they had to a small squad, the Thursday, Sunday stuff. That might be the case. And I might be looking into results over the last couple of weeks going, and simply because Son and Kane have been really good, oh, they're in a purple mm. patch and I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. But I'm just, just the factors that are involved. And if you need someone to plot your way through a season, Mourinho's very good at it and he's done it before um, and I'm probably not giving him enough credit because when I look at Kane Kane at, at Spurs was always the furthest man forward didn't do a lot of running around right. stuck between the stuck between the, the lines of the, the, the box and looked to score goals right decent is back a 10 now. 10 yeah, is a 10. but this is what I'm saying when you look at, at, at the at the prime Mourinho sides look at look at look at uh, Pogba, not Pogba um, Drogba sorry Drogba up front, right? Brilliant with his back to goal, right? Now, he could be a bit of a pansy every now and then and he got lifted over for that and that's fine. Brilliant with his back to goal, strong, could turn you in one touch and he'd be gone. Good pace, he ran the channels, he battled you, he was in the, he was, he was brilliant Drogba was, right? Mm. Kane isn't like that and I think Mourinho's looked at it and went, he's a bit more of a brain, this fella, a footballing brain than people give him credit for. So what I'll do is, he's good with his back to goal, he's a good first touch, but let's get people beyond them. Rather than mm. wide of them looking to service him, let's get people beyond him and see what we can do. And that's where Son that's exactly is fucking having a great time. You know, and I, think, I think Son is one of the best, if not the best player in the league. I, I, I think, think Son is if, magnificent. If, if Son had white skin, and uh, the people would be talking about him, my God, this fella needs to be Ballon d'Or. Mm. He is, I can't believe how underrated he still is. Really, I think... Mm. I, t- I think Son is absolutely fabulous. I think he's just overshadowed by the likes of Mane, Salah, and, and well, one yeah, or two others, I mean, um, Sterling, probably as well. You know, do you know what Son is... Yeah, go on. Got on Kane as well, right? What's he get? 20, 30, every season guaranteed. If you yeah. then throw in 10, well, 15, 20 assists a season, you know, yeah. it just takes Tottenham's points up at Tally, up another level, doesn't it? So you bang on, you know, the the the, the change in, in Kane, as long as it continues, man, it, like you say, him and Son, they'll just get goals for fun, man. But I, th- I think Joe, I think Gav is right. I think what Jose has done is he's probably sat down with with Harry Kane, a little bit what like what um, Alex Ferguson did 20, 20 years ago with Andy Cole. Probably sat him down and said, listen, you're not going to get 40 goals for me, but you're going to get, you're going to get your 20, but you're going to make 20. And you're mm, going to make this mm. team a better team, and I think you're seeing that in Harry Kane. That's what good managers do with good players. I think they're trying to uh, reduce his workload as well. Mm. You know, when you're up front on your own, you have to. He doesn't. He, he wasn't the best pressing forward anyway, but you still have to run. You still have to, you know, do them doggies, you know, across and back to centre halves and try cut off passing lanes. Where where he is now, he's just holding off a little bit. He's a bit deeper. He's a bit more passive in his play, and it's probably helping him because Harry Kane is good for a three month injury somewhere in the season. We've seen it yeah. for the last couple of seasons. Well, not three months in, but he's a couple of injuries in a season. You know, Son has been injury uh, injuries here and there as well. But I just think I, I genuinely think they have a really good chance this season. Of, of having a really good season and I think if he gets if he turns into the new year with a couple of competitions in front of him I think Mourinho's as good as anyone at, at plotting what yeah. he wants to do and how he'll do it and he'll have no issues just going I don't give a fuck about the FA Cup and yeah. the Europa League I'm sure here if it happens it happens if it doesn't I'm not too bothered Sunday's the big one for me you know um, mm-hmm. but uh, what are we going with with this one Joe? Uh, yeah I mean uh, we'll go 3-1 3-1 Spurs. Spurs. Yeah, yeah, I have the same. Uh, Pete, what have you got for that? 
Gonna go three 0 Spurs. I can't see them conceding. Um, I can see them conceding possession and and making the pitch bigger and stretching it and looking to stretch Brighton for the reasons that we talked about there. Make it a lot. Make it a, a longer passing game. To be honest with you, on the counter, I can see Son, Mora, Kane just hurting people. Three 0 Spurs. Okay, Flash Gordon has two one to Spurs. Rajiv Kumar has three one to Spurs. Arjit Wilson has three nil. Um. I was going to go into detail about Manchester United, but I'm not going to now. Right, that's okay. I don't think too many about it. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's an intriguing one, United and, and uh, Arsenal. You know, Arteta was the best manager in the world four weeks ago, and now it's, <laughs> mm, what's going on? And Solskjaer was looking for a P45 a couple of weeks ago, and now he's the best manager in the world. So, um, coupled that with, with Aston Villa losing their title as the best team in the world, it's all changed <laughs> in the Premier League. Um <laughs> But it's an interesting one um, as to where they are and what they're trying to do. You know, Solskjaer's way more down the line than Arteta and that, but it's an interesting one to see what way they both approach this, you know, after a good win in Europe for both of them during the week and stuff like that. But, uh, Pete, I just want to I just want to um, get a score prediction off you for this one. Could be any score with, with the way both of them defend, to be honest. I think with Arsenal holding on to the ball a little bit more, United would be happy to concede possession as, as Spurs will do, but as long as you've got Harry Kane or Harry Maguire, for me, if he's if he's fit, I don't know if he's fit this week to, to go back in, but for me, he's he's a liability. You know, Wan-Bissaka is a liability. I can see young Saxe at the pace that Arsenal have in that final tour. Hor- oh, his connection's gone. Man, two, Arsenal. Okay. Uh, Joe, what are you going for? I think it's going to be similar to Chelsea Man United. I think it just, just filter out damn squib. You know, both managers not want to lose. Um, yeah, honestly, I do, though. I was saying it earlier on something that we were doing. I mean, I, I, I think it's Man United's worst uh, home record in like 46 years or something. And Arsenal haven't won away at a top six since 2015. You know, so I'm just mm-hmm. like, ah, ah, nil nil. Nil nil. I genuinely think it'll be rubbish. Aubameyang's not scored in five either, has he? So maybe he might get on the score sheet. I don't know, but uh, nil nil for me. Rubbish. Okay. Um, Abraham has one nil stink or two. One of the sides. It's, that's fair. Fair enough. Um, Stephen Max's Man United draw uh, against Arsenal all day long. Pile on um, on that one. Um, I'm going to go for United win. Um, I do think it'd be similar to Chelsea, but I just think Arsenal can. Arsenal can be good and then just torn off. And if you torn off, you know, you just get two. Mm. And, you know, and it turns out a 2 0, that looked like a nil all, but it turns out a 2 0. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 2 0 to United um, mm. in that one. And Stephen Mack will get very upset at me for that because he hates me predicting anything. He doesn't even like me predicting other teams. He just wants me to predict Liverpool stuff and stop talking about all the other teams. But that's the fucking way the show goes, Stephen, you know what I mean? Um, so. Um, sorry, one more quick prediction in um in, in one more game and then we get on to Leeds and of course Liverpool. Fulham against West Brom. If that's pay per view, fold it, fold it now, lads, because there's no point. Um, that is just uh, I can see a high scoring game. I'm going to go for three uh, two to West Brom. Joe, I'm going to say one nil West Brom. Okay, and P. Clean sweep, 2-1 West Brom, Lukeman either scoring or making a goal for Fulham because he's their only player, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, Stephen Max says, Gav doesn't know how to do bets on stuff. Um, <laughs> no, 
No, I don't. Um, don't take any of my advice. And if you do, I don't hold me responsible. Um, right. Leeds play Leicester at the weekend. Of course, I've put Patrick Bamford in my fancy football team, so he will definitely be taken off at halftime this weekend. <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> it's an interesting one, Joe, because, you know, I spoke to you at the start of the season um, and we were talking about what what do Leeds look for? What, what do they target? What do they, you know, what teams do they look at that they want to be above? Because we were talking like... I don't see Leeds being 16, 15. They probably want to look around 10th, you know, and if they get to 10th and there's two months left, they go, well, maybe we can go before than that. Mm. You never know how things, um, things go. But when you look at this one, you know, they're, they're two, they're two points off Leicester, same amount of games played. Um, you know, is Leicester a team now where, you know, I don't see Leicester staying where they are at the moment. They're, they're fourth, fifth place after six games. I don't see them staying there. I think they drift back a little bit. But if they drift back a little bit, is, are these a side that, you know, you look at it tomorrow going, you know, a beat these because it could be a big three points from the end of the season for positions. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Listen, you know, you know, I'm, I'll sing Leeds' praises on to the cows come home, mate. I, oh, yeah. I think... You know, <laughs> I think we, we could genuinely be pushing that top six. And I don't say that like, you know, I genuinely believe that man. Bielsa, you know, what's pissing me off at the moment is this, this rhetoric from media that automatically assume that apparently Bielsa's just come in this season and hasn't worked with his team for two years. And they're saying about Bielsa burnout and talking about, oh, can they last all season? By the same point this season, we'd already played like 16 fixtures last year in the championship. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And people say, oh, can they last all season? We've only played six games. They're playing once a week, not Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. You know, they're getting long layoffs for international breaks and stuff. Believe me, this team's really fit and it will go to the end of the season over 38 games. And the only thing that, 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 maybe might stop it is if people start adjusting the game planks at the minute, they're not really. You know, mm. um, I think Wolves showed that if you sit in, I know that's a, a, a tactic Wolves employ normally just sitting in that first half and try to come out in the second. And that's what m- makes me nervous about this game against Leicester. Um, because like they did against Arsenal, I think we could see something similar. Um, they, they, they could sit in. Um, I know they've got some issues at centre-back, but if our balls into the box aren't great, um, and Leicester can stay in the game because we will have all the ball. We we do in 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 the majority of games we play. Um, we will have a lot of the ball. It's whether or not we can take our chances. Because if not, I fancy Vardy on the fly. You know, up against uh, against Cooper. You know, I think it'll be very much a tactic that that Rogers will employ. You know, sitting. Like like they did against Arsenal and 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 wait for for the chances to 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 be on the fly and if Vardy gets there's going to be so much space in behind do you know what I mean for me because we, we're going to have a lot of the ball you know and there'll be yeah. times where our centre-backs who ain't the quickest will be on the halfway line and if Leicester get that ball and it just goes bang straight into that space for Vardy he'll be away and, he, and if he's away he normally tucks him in the back of the net I think for me Gav the, the first goal so important because yeah. if Leicester get it Brendan Rodgers will just shut him up Shut yeah. up shop, three centre backs, two wing backs. We'll be getting it out to the they'll say, let them get it out wide and put balls in the box for Bamford and let him battle against three centre backs. Because it didn't work against Wolves, you know, he, he didn't get a sniff. Whereas if you look at Villa, play that low block and wanna, you know, try we absolutely trounced them. You know, we did. So um Brendan Rogers, I know you don't 
rating, but I have a bit of respect for him. He will set them up to to try and get a result. You know, he's not going to meet fire with fire for me. So as long as we get the first goal, we'll win the game. If they do, I'll be a lot. You know, I'll be I'll be very nervous. But I'm just gutted that Vardy's back. <laughs> Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. My favourite viewer, Michael Ramsey, is back in the house. He says, as long as you got British refs, Man U is guaranteed a penalty either way in their favour. Um, yeah, that's fair. Um, Michael, in fairness to you, uh, they just get penalties for the crack now, and it's 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 funny at this stage, I think. Uh, Rajiv is going to upset Joe here. He says, uh, Leeds won Leicester 2. Leicester have a 100% away record. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting there. Um, so a couple have come in there. Uh, 2-1 Leeds. Um, from let me see, Sulva Sulav LFC. Um, my eyes are gone here. Uh, but Pete, when you look at Leeds and you look at Leicester, you know, listen, it's very well known in this chat anyway. Like, I'm not saying it's known around the world, but in this chat anyway, I had an absolute breakdown about Brandon Rogers at the end of last season because <laughs> you know, I keep saying it 23 points from 19 games, it's just mm. horrendous. Um, you know that they've they've I think they've played six now, won four, lost two, right? Um, they haven't drawn a game yet, I don't think. And you know, Craig Lowe says there he doesn't know how to shut up shop. Uh, Brandon Rogers, yeah, right, he doesn't. Um, but Joe was right what he's saying, Pete, isn't he? Because I think the way to play Leeds is to make it a game where you're on your eighteen yard box and they're on your their eighteen yard box, and yeah. let's play football. Spring loaded. Yeah, um, you know, stretch it out, make it a big game mm. and, and see what happens. I think if you push high against Leeds, uh, I think if you sit in against them, I think they've got technical players to hurt you. Mm. Um, they, if, you know, if you sit high against them, they, you know, they, they will come and pressure. Mm. What way do Leicester approach this? Because I fancy Leeds for this. Though. I'm going to be honest, I don't I, fancy Leeds I, for this one. Yeah, I, I think the one danger, and Joe's well aware of this, is Leicester are the classic away team in that they will try and you know they'll draw you in they, they're well capable of you know sitting the two banks and playing that classic 4-4 they won the league with a classic 4-4 um but Leeds for me are the second fittest team in the league like you know I mean I, I know I've said this a couple of times about teams about swamping teams but they are capable Leicester never really replaced that energy in the middle of the park I know they've got a bit of magic with Madison but they never replaced that ma- that that energy in the middle of the park when they when they they uh they lost in Golo Kante for me. Now, indeed, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, the energy is not quite the same. So, I can see Leeds winning this. Now, it won't be two or three. It'll be tight. You know, I think Joe is right. It'll be it'll be all about who gets the fourth goal. And I yeah, do I fancy Bamford. Massively agree with it, You know, I, th- I, can see Le- I can see Leeds winning this 3-2. 3-2 at home. It's going to be a good game. And it's going to be one of those games where we kind of see the best of both teams. But, Leeds honest energy would probably come out on top to be honest with you and the fact that they're getting used to scoring goals and taking their chances Mm. Leeds are a bit of a madness for me you know like Mm. you can look at Leeds no and what I mean but I don't mean that in a bad way what I mean by that is is that Mm. you know I look at 
say for him say Chelsea I look at Chelsea and you know I say right they're going to play this and they're going to play these players and they're going to do this and this is the way it's going to work and this is how we counteract it Leeds to me are a bit not they're a bit unknown I think that's a bit of a, a patronising thing to say but they are a bit of will he play there like oh, that is your 11 but will he actually play there or will they go something different or will they drop off and just then just hunt you down if you get near the half you know they, they have got a lot of variety to the game and I think that's you know Joe says you know if people start to realise what's going on I think Leeds need a bit more credit because from what I've seen from this season is yeah they pressure yeah they might sit back yeah they might defend yeah they might hit you on the break but it's all happening at different times and mm-hmm. um, like Stephen Max says there um, Joe should be ashamed of himself uh, Leeds for top four because basically your manager invented football so Joe you need to have a word with yourself at some stage <laughs> over the weekend but um, you know I, I think it's going to take people a couple of times to, to work out Leeds if you know what I mean because like, if you look at Liverpool and we will in a minute people say oh well, Liverpool are just you know predictable in midfield now and that's why people are uh, uh, you know uh, getting at them and they look vulnerable that's not it at all this this is mm-hmm. a completely unique season um, I know last season was with the stoppage of football but this is a completely unique with mm-hmm. condensed seasons games every three days players getting injured trying to rotate from day one you know that sort of way so I, I just mm-hmm. think Leeds have that as way more than the other two clubs that come up, do you have a bit of a? I think I, th- I think the reason the reason why a lot of people haven't figured out Leeds yet, um, because a lot of them are, are not thinking about Bielsa. If you you figured out your own team, figured out then you. I'm not saying you figured them out, but then you're on the right track with Bielsa. Bielsa looks at you, mm, and then mm. he sets his team up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think a lot of a lot of sides, a lot of a lot of people are, are ignoring. This is a guy that. You know, people talk about Jose Mourinho and his attention to detail. This is this this is a man who makes Jose Mourinho look sloppy. This is a fella in trees, fucking mm. looking at he yeah. fellas training. You yeah. know what I mean? So this you figure you just you figure yourself had Frank out. Lampard up in a massive way a couple exactly. of seasons ago. You figure yourself out in your own team, and then you'll you'll it'll give you the insight into what Bielsa is going to do. There's no, it's not rocket science. It's just that he knows what you're going to do by looking at the previous, uh, you know. Years, not even months, weeks, years of what you've done. So he think about what you've got and then he'll set up. That's why you see players set up in different ways because he's thinking about you. So mm. I think in order to counter Bielsa, you have to almost second guess yourself, which in, in a way is playing into his hands as well. And I think that ha- happened to Liverpool the first day of the season. We we were caught cold. I think Klopp, it, don't get me wrong, we had, we had, we had more ammunition and more firepower. But he caught us cold, you know, and I think Klopp was kind of caught jumping from foot to foot. Do I do I stick or do I twist? And that's what made the game so open. In the end, it just became a shootout, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think you figure yourself out, then you figure him out, and then you think about do I stick to my plan or do I do be as unpredictable as he's been? But then you're in his world, and that's what he's the master of. So Leeds aren't going away anytime soon, not under him. You know, um, sorry, just to jump on, on Bielsa as well, just to tell you how intense he is. Like, I was listening to a podcast earlier on. Calvin Phillips has just done an interview. Obviously, he got his two England games. He got his call-up, and he thought he'd done really well. Anyway, when he came back to Four Parch, Bielsa sat him down and showed him tapes of the two games and told him where he'd gone wrong. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's not even for Leeds, it's for England. You know, he's come in yeah. and he's gone, oh, yeah, and he's gone, sit down there. This is what you've done wrong. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he's, he's just he's attention to him. detail. Calvin Phillips looks like a player, for me, that won't see 35. He just, 
runs himself into the ground. You know? I, but I'd imagine Bielsa is pulling his hair up. But he's a very important player for you. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. you're missing him. I think, I, think, I think they'll do well to hold on to him beyond this season. Mm. I think there'll be a lot of clubs in for him, not only in England, I think abroad as well. I think he's yeah, I think he's really, really good. Um Leicester I'm being told have two full backs missing and a centre half. So um you could see Leeds playing on the break tomorrow because Leicester might just have no option. But listen, let's just fucking attack and um try to protect ourselves at the back by just being up in Leeds' area as much as we can. But I think it'd be a very, very entertaining game. I've got to leave Joe to last on this one. Um P prediction please. Well, now that Leicester are missing players, I'm going to say 4 2 Leeds. This nice. will be a shootout. Definitely. Nice. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 2 1 Leeds, and I think they'll come from behind to win it. There you go. That's why Joe's force goal thing interested me. Joe, mm, what have you got? Yeah. Mine's 2 1 as well, mate. 2 1, yeah. Um, okay. We're a lot tighter at the back now. I don't know. Yeah, 2 1. 2 1. Okay. Uh, last one on this, Kieran B has two two in this one, and I, I think any score is 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 a fair, um, it's, it, you know, assessment of things because it is early in the season. These teams have been good, and then kind of, oh, I'm not too sure, and there's loads of energy in there, and players missing and all. I think anything could happen. Anything. Yeah. Uh, Richard Lefebvre says three two to Leeds. Uh, Kevin Sullivan has three nil to Leeds. Um, but listen, before we go on to Liverpool, a couple of things. Let's get these out of the way. So. We tried something um, for the Michelin game during the week where Bear basically became live on YouTube because you were all moaning at us for not being live on YouTube before games. So we said, for fuck's sake, Louis, let's do it. So <laughs> what we do is now, what we're going to do is we're going to put the responsibility back on you, which is fair, I think. Um, you know, and what we done was we'd done a show on Wednesday before the game, about a half an hour long. It usually starts when the team news comes out. So um, this one, we're half five against West Ham, so half four. And basically what happens is you come on the show and you tell us what you think of the lineup and you tell us your prediction and you tell us um, whatever you want. You can sing us a song. We don't care. What happens is um, we have a Flicksport app, um, Flicksport uh, chat app. Go in there, enter via group, type in Trippers Chats. You get in there, loads of Liverpool fans in there. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to release a link a half past, at four o'clock uh, tomorrow that you can access via tablet, phone, laptop and get on and talk it's Keith doing it tomorrow so get on with Keith for a half an hour you can just drop on for a couple of minutes have a chat about the game the predictions what what you think may go who's in who's not all that stuff whatever you want to talk about and that's it that's all you have to do get in there the link will be exclusive to that group and you can come on and have a chat with us on YouTube after the game at 7.30 we're going to do the exact same thing again as a match reaction but it's your turn to come in and give us your reaction um, we're opening this up as much as we possibly can and all you have to do is download that app get in there and it's it's going to be released in there and you can see everything there will be two separate links one for half, one at 4 o'clock one at 7 o'clock the one link won't work for both, so it's all explained in there if you log in, okay? Um, that's that. Um, on Sunday, we'll have the fat back four, of course, we look off. You could be talking about anything, you know what I mean, when it was four get together, but that's what's going to happen. And you may have seen on Twitter today that Grizz Khan is starting his own show. He's had enough. Um, he turned around and he went, listen, Gav, I've had enough of this shit. Um, I want my own show. I want me on the front cover. I want something to do with my name on the front cover, and I want mad money for it. And we said, okay. So, um, We've paid him a big load of money, um, an undisclosed fee, as they say in the in the football world. And this will be hopefully starting next Wednesday or Thursday. The idea behind it is that Grizz is going to host the show. He's going to bring on people that he knows from football, um, 
people from YouTube, people from, I don't know, Twitter, I don't know, it could be his mate from around the corner that he got a bleeding <laughs> cup of sugar off last week. I don't know. But it's his show. It's all on him. If it goes badly wrong, you know who to blame, right? Um, we're just giving him the, the platform to do it. But listen, in all honesty, it's going to be brilliant. Um, it really is. I haven't been excited as excited about a show in a long time. And trust me, if Grizz is as good at this as he is at giving context when it's not needed, um, this show is going to be amazing all right um so that's a couple of things flick sport app get on there and have your say you know have your say we're bringing you what you want you wanted pre-game stuff you wanted immediate match reaction you're getting them both from here on in you just keep giving me what more work to do look i have nothing else to be fucking doing be like. <laughs> um but listen we're trying our absolute best and as i said last week if you're watching this and you subscribed brilliant like share all that sort of stuff if you're watching and you haven't subscribed subscribe because I believe if you subscribe and watch this for a week or two, you'll never let go. You'll, you'll stay with us and you'll become part of um, in that chat and you get to know people in that and the Flixport app, you get to know people and you'll have a you'll have a great time doing it, right? So that's everything. That's all that done. I'm glad to get that out of the way. It was a long one tonight because a lot of stuff happened. The amount of work we're putting in is just outrageous. Um, it's too much, to be honest with you. I'm going to have a breakdown. I've ordered sedatives on Amazon. So listen, it should be all good come the middle of next week when they arrive, all right? So Liverpool um, host West Ham at the weekend. Um, the player I described as brutal, as in uh, Michael Antonio, is not playing, which is happy days because he's actually quite good um but joe i'm going to come to you first um west ham they get a good result against city last week it's a brilliant goal antonio yeah. i thought i thought when city equalized they go on and win two or three one but west ham are fairly stubborn and they seem to have a little bit more about them this season you know mm. um liverpool of course i know you tipped them for the title um i, I still think you're, you're at that stage at the moment so um what do you look? What What do you think of this one? Before the Liverpool fans dive in and tell you how great we are, what yeah. do you what What do you see from this half five on a Saturday at Anfield? Well, I was told earlier on that um, West Ham haven't won a game without Antonio either, so that's a massive, massive loss for them. Yeah, um, I think the. I mean, you guys will be able to tell me what What's the crack at centre back? Obviously, now with Liverpool, Fabinho's out. Who, who's going to come in at centre back? Is it Neko? Is it Neko Williams? Or? No, it's Reese Williams. Reese um, Williams, right? Well, okay. The, the talk, the talk was, is that Henderson came off at half time the other night because Fabinho got injured and he wanted to hold Henderson for the centre half position at the weekend. Now the rumor team going around has Reese Williams, a young um, academy graduate at centre half beside Joe Gomez, who must think fucking hell, I turn up every week and there's someone different here. <laughs> That's the talk. Um, we'll get into that in a little minute as well, but that's the talk at the moment that Reese Williams will start. Uh, so I, I guess if Antonio's there and he, like you say, he's got maybe have more joy against two centre backs that have never played together. Um, but he's a massive loss for them. Um, it'd be interesting to see if Ben Rama plays for for West. Yeah. I'm a massive fan of Ben Rama. Uh, Bowen's doing bits, but listen, I can't. Whenever I, I, I see Liverpool, apart from when you're playing Leeds United, I can't see past the Liverpool win. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's not just blowing smoke up your ass. It's like Liverpool are great, aren't they? Let's be honest. You know they are. Um, and I, I can't see past it again. Um, West Ham are in great form, but the loss of Antonio um, is is massive. Um, and I just think you'll have too much for them on the day. Of course, uh, Liverpool will 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 win comfortably. Probably, if I'm being honest. Okay. Um, interesting. P. 
the centre half mm. situation. You know, Van Dijk successfully had a uh, had a successful uh, operation yesterday or today. Um, I think it was yesterday, and you know he's out for what I think the season. Um, personally, Fabinho looks like he's not as bad as he thought it would be. It could be somewhere. He could be back within three four weeks. Mm. You know, you have got Matip. I'm not even talking about him. He, he upsets me too much. And then you have young Reese Williams, who's come on against Ajax for a couple of minutes. He's played 60 odd minutes against Mitchell and the night and done nothing wrong. But hmm. is it a game for an, is a Premier League, a Premier League game is a different kettle of fish, isn't it? If, uh, Thiago Alcantara is fit. Yeah. Reese Williams will, will start, I believe. And I'll tell you why. West Ham are the most defensive team in the Premier League. They'll set up with, like they did against City, they'll set up with a 5 4 1. Um, with Ogbonna in the middle of their five at the back. They'll set up with Declan Rice, who is, is effectively a centre-half in the middle of the park, with uh, Suchek in the, in the middle of the park, so very, very defensively. So what I'm expecting is to see just 10 men behind the ball and Sebastian Haller up front to try to capitalise on what is perceived as aerial weakness and maybe try and get Bowen into the game. But for me, if Thiago Alcantara is is past his fit and I believe that he he trained tonight in the 11 v 11 setup as part of the force team that kind of changes the dynamic of the game because he's going in there knowing that teams like West Ham will sit off completely against us and to try to add a little bit of subtlety which is why he's been brought into the into the club to do to pick the bones out of teams that that lay deep I'm not going to say it doesn't matter who plays centre back because it always matters who plays centre back for Liverpool but I don't think we'll see Jordan Henderson at centre half tomorrow. I don't think we'll see Jeannie Wijnaldum. I think we'll see Gomez and uh, and Young Williams there. And if Alcantara is fit to play, if he isn't, I can see Henderson going back there. Now, the, then you're thinking, what happens if we're if we're winning comfortably uh, after forty four, you know, at half time, maybe because Alcantara is touch and go fitness wise he takes him off and maybe then you see maybe Jordan Henderson going back into centre half because I think you have to be cagey with these things because Haller is a threat um, but for me I, I think Williams gets I think he did really really well if if that was another player for example if that was um, Joe Matip who had a went in the other night and played beside Joe Gomez you'd be saying great Matip's flying he's, he's fit he can play so for me the unfit starts Okay, I'm a bit torn on this. Um, I've had a big think about it. Um, I was having some, um, you know, custard creams. This is where it's going to go off on a big tangent now. Um, brace yourself, but not custard creams. <laughs> Have you ever tried the raspberry cream version of them? Yeah, oh, no? yeah, and they're rotten. They're fabulous, awesome. fabulous biscuit. I won't have a word said against them, right? Don't like it. But Look I was the sitting there earlier. I was sitting there earlier, my eight-month-old child was sitting in his high chair. He was horsing fucking grapes and all sorts into him, right? And I was sitting down with a <laughs> cup of tea with me, with, me, um, with me raspberry creams. I was having a big think about this. And I get what you're coming from. If Thiago's fit, that young lad plays. I kind of want to go with that because I want to see three in midfield. I want to see three in midfield, Pete. I'm not liking this 4-2-3-1. Um, and... You know what? It might suit us best against the West Ham side if they go that deep and that defensive. Mm. It may do. You may need another man in there. Mm. It's just killing us in midfield for me, Pete, because I think that four-two-three-one is there because the lack of midfielders we have, and he's trying to still rotate in a small circle of players. So mm. if you play two, it's easier to rotate, isn't it? Than playing three yeah. and then trying to get another three in, right? Um, 
the young lad done nothing wrong. He done nothing wrong. But, you know, for me, West Ham will just look to target him all fucking day long. And I, I don't... If he's beside Virgil van Dijk, I'd say, you know what, do it. Joe Gomez doesn't need that headache at the moment. He, he doesn't need I that worry about, I just worry about Haller, though, in the air. I worry yeah, about yeah, the I, one thing. I, I get that, about. I get that. But listen, if Haller's up front on his own and Virgil van Dijk is there against Reese Williams, or with Reese Williams, and Reese Williams having a bit of a tough time, he'd be just saying, you just jump at him. Don't worry about where it goes. I look after him. Joe Gomez isn't at that stage. Joe Gomez is trying to piece his own season together here. He's mm. trying to put, he's trying to stamp a bit of authority on his season. And he doesn't need to be minding an 18 year old. Now, I'm not saying the fellow come out and disgrace himself. Mm-hmm. But, but I just have a. F- I thought he'd go with something like Henderson or Wijnaldum in there. But then again, well, yeah, if, it, probably, if it's not him, it'll probably be him. Mm. Yeah, I just. Do you know what? I'm coming around to the idea. I really am, and I'd love nothing more for them to come on and they pound balls at Halla and he gets up and beats him all day in the air. And you know, mm. it'd be brilliant if there was a crowd there because you know he wins one header against Halla and the players go fucking yeah. mental, and then exactly. they wouldn't Halla wouldn't want to know then, and we'd be happy days, wouldn't we? Um, Dan Jay says there not enough op- midfield options to drop someone back. That's yeah, you see, that's where I'm coming from as well. Mm. Wanting to play the tree because I would have thought I, if he's gonna put Williams in there, I'd have liked him to see um when Aldem Henderson Thiago tomorrow. But I think mm. I think um I think he goes I think he goes Henderson Thiago and I think he still leaves the four up front, but We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Of course, listen. I, do, I, just, I just think it just again. If he does that, it just plays into West Ham's hands because there's a lot of for me as the energy Jota has is great, but it's it's a bit of a crowded house in the final tour, and it just does. We're not getting between between people. They're just going to sit. That's a back five that they play. They're going to sit. They're, they're going to rely on getting the ball to Haller and maybe young Bowen feeding off him for me. Mm. And that plays into that. That plays right into that. If It's all about Thiago being fit. A player like Thiago changes the dynamic because we, we're going to see most of the ball tomorrow. And we need that little bit of subtlety. So we need to see us spending 75% of the game picking holes in them. And I think yeah, but I'd love, Thiago's What I'd love to see is that even if you, even if, even if you set up with... Thiago and and when Aldem ahead of a Henderson, you know, when we don't have it, and then when we do have it, you say to Thiago, you go deepest, and Henderson and and for me, when Aldem will push on, and they'll hunt, they'll hunt when we lose mm-hmm. it. You know the kind of way. I, I, just the mm-hmm. two midfield just makes me nervous. That yeah, West Ham might be defensive, mm-hmm. but they they'll still get room in midfield to to get the ball around oh, and, so and maybe get blown away play. and stuff like that. Rice you know? can play, and Suchek is is a tough character, so I expect us to match Suchek and Rice with Wijnaldum and Henderson. That's why I'm not for uh, Henderson playing centre-half. We need to match the energy West Ham will have in that midfield. They're just very Has defensive. Henderson ever played centre-half, guys? Yeah, in a World Cup, Cup game, and it, to be honest yeah. with you, it wasn't pretty. Yeah, his his idea of coming out for offside was a little. No, he's not a centre back. You know, it's just that he's competitive and he talks very well. I didn't yeah. like it, to be honest with you. He doesn't. Yeah. Uh, playing a high line is a challenge for a centre back, but for yeah. a non centre back, yeah. it's a it's a bloody nightmare. You know, he was stepping yeah. in late, and we were caught a couple of times. You know. Jonathan Tracy asks Gav, "What you sound like a worried man? Why? It's not that I'm worried. It's just." What do we do? I don't know. Maybe I'm just slow to come around to this four-two-three-one thing. I think it's been. I've, I've said I think it's been done for a multiple um, of reasons. I think it is because of the rotation and how many you need to rotate in a two rather than a three is a is a big thing. I think it's trying to help Firmino by having another body up there so he can bounce off and maybe find a bit of form. Um, 
But having said that, if they go out with a four-two-three-one and it's Thiago Henderson, and you have got you know Jota, Mane, Salah, Firmino, and they're all interchanging, I think along with the fullbacks, there's plenty there, you know, to um, there's plenty there to 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 do the job. But I think Henderson mm-hmm. and Thiago will have a massive role tomorrow. Just not only pushing the, the side forward, but also just keeping an eye at the lad behind him and saying, don't worry, I'm in front of you. Have you, you know, nearly talking them through it. So, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, listen, we have to get out of here. We're messing now. An hour and 18 minutes, mostly talking about um, raspberry creams or whatever it was I was eating. Um, Boys, you need to go get Ben White in January, man. Go get Ben White from <laughs> Brighton in January, Do you know January, what? It's, it's interesting you say that. Why couldn't you do that deal? Brighton Too expensive, man. Brighton said they didn't want to sell to someone who would uh, be their rivals. We're going for Champions League. They're getting relegated, so I don't know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) But it's an interesting one. When you look at Ben Moy, who goes off the Leeds in the Championship, and he's outstanding. And then you look at this lad that... Listen, he's not in Liverpool's academy for nothing. He's not around the force team for nothing. Mm. You know, same with Curtis Jones. The same with Trent going back a couple of years ago. You know, there's players that have come through, and, and, you know, you're always a bit worried when they're that young, but maybe he just needs to go out and say, yeah, I'm good. Watch I'll show you. We'll have to wait you're and see. You're old enough, you're good enough, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, right, predictions. Uh, Joe, I'll let you go first. 3-0. Uh, 3-0, Liverpool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, P? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to back Joe up here. I'm going to go 3-0, Liverpool. Um, yeah, no no ifs, ands, buts, or maybes. 2-0, first half, and then we, we keep a tidy second and score score the second, uh, the third in the second half. 3-0, Liverpool. Oh. Okay, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go 3-1 Liverpool. I always do this. I don't mm. know why 3-1's in my brain. I'm like, Hello. Who, just keeps <laughs> doing, who just keeps doing two all every week. Right, before we go, lads, quickly. Uh, three players that you feel will score over the weekend. Uh, Joe, I'll let you go first. Bamford, Son and Salah. Okay. Okay, P, who mm. are you having? I'm going to go Mane I'm going to go Kane and I'm going to go Ings Okay I'm going to go Bruno Fernandes Penalty against Arsenal <laughs> Penalty I'm going, I'm going to go Son off Spurs and I'm going to go with oh the last one the last one the last one I'm not picking Liverpool player only Jinxie uh, yeah. I'm gonna go with Dominic Calvert Lewin away in Newcastle. Mm. So that's it. Um, Manny Sterling and Kane has Dan Jay. Uh, Matt Sweeney has Manny Salah and Trent. Uh, let me see. Let me see. There's loads coming there. Manny Sterling and Kane. Manny three times says Macker. He's flying. Uh, Arjun <laughs> says Kane, Son, and Jota. Jota's flying as well. Uh, Kevin Sullivan has Ings, Rashford, and Dominic Calvert-Leon. There's loads of them coming in there. It's been another, um, it's been another excellent show, I have to say. Um, the guests, as always, are top-notch. I'm just here waffling about biscuits. And, um, <laughs> I, I listen, I keep getting away with it. So what do you want me to do? Uh, exactly. I keep getting away with it. So Lady. what do you want me to do? Um, you can see there on the screen, 10,000 subs are our next target. Can we do it? I hope we can. Um, we're on just over, we just passed 6,000 the other day. So if you're watching, please subscribe. If you, if you know anyone that likes football, Liverpool or whatever, just tell them to subscribe. They might like it. I think they will, especially if they're a Liverpool fan. But we're not going to do seven, eight, nine thousand. We're going for the big one. We're going for 10,000. Grizz says he wants the plaque. Apparently you get a plaque off YouTube when you get to 10,000. Grizz wants Happy the days. plaque. Um, he's laid claim to I didn't get no plaque. Did you not? <laughs> We we ain't got no plaque. 
Well, I don't know what's going on. Oh, you see, you're not in the Euro anymore. That's what the problem is. You left Europe. You left Europe. You don't, get, um, you don't, you don't get plaques. Um, Steve and Max having a go at me. He says, stick to betting on the golf. I, I don't bet. I don't do a lot, a lot of betting. But um, no, look, we're going for 10,000 subs. If you can get us there, absolutely. Listen, we're not asking to do it over the week. If you could do it over the weekend, it'd be amazing. But... Um, if you can, if you can spread the word, that's all we're asking for. Of course, every show is free. Um, it always will be. And if you can just spread the word and see how many souls we can get to, it would be absolutely amazing. Joe, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, you're, yeah, we have loads of fans in this chat. I believe me, loads of, I think they're having them are torn to Leeds fans now at this stage. Um, <laughs> they consider you great value. Um, very honest, funny and all that sort of stuff. So, um, we'll do our best to get Joe on again next week. Um, if he just lowers his fee, we'd be, we can guarantee it, but we'll have to wait and see. Joe, it's been an absolute pleasure. No, thanks, lads. Honestly, it's class coming on. I enjoy it, man. It's always great insight as well, hearing you guys speak, man. I, I learn stuff while I'm sat here, man. It's class. About biscuits. Um, yeah, about biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pete, um, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I'm sure between now and this time next week, we'll be talking to you on a show of some sort. Happy days, boys. Happy days. Good See stuff. you soon. Good stuff. Um, that has been the Friday forecast. Don't forget the Flick Sport app. Go in there. Trippers Chats is the name of the group. Go in. Get your links for them two shows tomorrow because it's your chance to come on and tell us what you think of the game before and after. That's it. Over now. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Coles has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Sports Social Podcast Network.